You're stoked? Hello. Stoked? Yeah. All right, Mitch. Welcome to the studio <laughs> corner. <laughs> hey. <laughs> What's your full name? Mitchell Paul Donnelly. MPD. MPD. Yes, sir. Wow. Profound. It's very professional. Mm. Yes. We're uh, sitting here drinking Metallica's whiskey, blackened whiskey at the moment. Uh, Any uh, whiskey connoisseurs, if they saw our table right now, they'd be pretty happy. They probably would be. We have a table full of whiskey that we're going to sip on throughout this. I'm glad I have someone that I can do this with, too. Oh, yeah, dude. You you need someone in your life who you can... Who you can drink whiskey with talk about whiskey with yeah <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> so your musical name is mosaic music music just mosaic just mosaic there's this random i think he's like i don't know he's he looks like he's from like the philippines or something okay and he's always had the name mosaic he has zero followers zero posts and he's following zero people and it's just like the picture of this like guy's face and i'm just like i've tried to reach out to him i've tried to get his instagram band <laughs> i've tried everything so he just took the name and said fuck it i'm out didn't well, do anything like, with it. it he doesn't yeah it's like i don't know what it means to him i he's never responded to me you know, I don't know. You think he's ever logged in? I th- I think he's logged in maybe once because I think the pi- his picture came down, so he probably like took off his old picture or something. But he's st- still no activity. What? Like it's a dead it's a dead Instagram, and I can't have the name. See, Jesus, <laughs> that's brutal. That sucks. Usually, it's like someone that you can you know if they have like you know ten followers, you can contact them. You could but... be like, hey, I'll even give you some money. Like, it's almost worse that he doesn't have any followers. It's just like insult to injury. Yeah, it's painful. <laughs> and I, I tried to hack into it. I tried everything, man. And then I realized I'm like stupid and can't hack into shit. You know? You're like, wait a minute. This is not my forte. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. So what is Mosaic? Where does it come from? Um, okay, so, well, Mozart and Mosaic. Okay. So Mosaic would be lots of tiles put together to create a picture. And that's kind of how I'm... It's just the concept that I'm going for the overarching story of my career. And I haven't, it's still infantile, so I haven't put it together yet, but I've been playing with the idea for a really, really long time. And I'm uh, just trying to, it's just how I, it's how I feel. It's how I feel. It's how I felt on drugs before. Okay. Like a mosaic. And what drugs? <laughs> what drugs? Well, like, like feeling like a mosaic is a pretty specific feeling, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah, like acid. Okay, that's a, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> Just straight up acid, a mix of anything? Oh, mushrooms. And acid at the same time? That was probably the best trip I've ever had. Really? Yeah, dude, it was phenomenal. I'll never do acid again because it, like, broke me and I had to, like, build my life again. But uh, this one Jesus. mushroom and acid trip together was with me and, like, five or six friends up in Berkeley. And it was, it was so flowy and also like just beautiful. It was, it was the greatest, you know, if you're a kind of person who can handle that kind of thing, I highly recommend it. I've never tried any sort of psychedelics. I would, I mean, I'd I'd recommend most people tried mushrooms because they're safe. Safe. They won't, they won't change your life mentally forever no you you come back you come back that's a great way to put it i love that i never came back from acid i always i've heard that story one too many times i'm not gonna lie yeah the acid like oh acid broke me or i'd never been the same since acid i had a buddy tell me just uh like 
a week ago, just a week ago, we were hanging out in the studio, and I don't even know how we got on the topic, but he said, uh, I'm not going to say who, but a close person to him in his life was actually off the rails and clinically diagnosed who was once a very, very intelligent human being, very, very, you know, put together human being. Diagnosed with what? uh, Just clinically insane. Oh, just okay. unable to think straight like by it wasn't it wasn't clinically insane it was um like he was schizophrenic or? it was it was like five different things she uh she fell under the category oh, of, okay. from like bipolar to schizophrenic She's all, just all over the fucking and place. it's purely from microdosing the wrong way with acid oh like that's nuts right i i couldn't tell you the right way <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, they're working on it right now. The Denver and the and the mushrooms microdosing, like that's cool. I've done uh, a bit of that, the microdosing. Yeah, I mean, I've I've heard with mushrooms is a little different, but acid, it's like, I've never heard anyone say they took acid and it was like, yeah, it was cool. It's usually like, oh my god, I changed my life. It was like either the best or the worst thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, little uh, little drug rant there. Yeah, well, you know, that's. Where so many of us start our lives. <laughs> Damn, I smoked my first joint when I was 12 years old, but I didn't really stay, you know, steer anywhere off from uh, from weed. I smoked my first. Me and my friend made a bong when I, we were like 12 or 13. Out of what? Out of a water bottle, a pen cap, a thing, you know, to hold the weed, <laughs> and like a piece of gum to uh, like seal up the pen cap in the water bottle. That's amazing. Yeah, and. I mean, we were such idiots, though. How industrious. It wasn't like weed. It was just stems, you know? <laughs> so my first time smoking weed was just smoking stems. So we thought we were high, but we were idiots. Nice. <laughs> nice. Really good time. Really great stuff. Yeah. And then I remember the first time I actually got high was like in junior year of high school. And I was like, oh, that's great. Didn't we smoke together multiple times, didn't we? I. Did we ever smoke together when I, I was a teenager? If, I don't know if we did. We did a lot of weird shit, but... Because, like, I remember a lot of you when you were, like, 15, (laughs) you know? (laughs) When I was cool? No. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck you. Um... (laughs) Hey, man, I was a cool 15-year-old. Yeah. I had long hair. I played guitar and hung out with the older kids. Did drugs. (laughs) I don't... See, I wasn't doing drugs, so I don't even know. I was smoking weed. Yeah. Oh, you knew Sean Lubin, didn't you? He was our drug dealer. Yeah, he was. He, <laughs> he was, was everyone's my, drug dealer. Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, let's talk about music. All right, so I have a oh, whole yeah. list of things to ask you. Cool. I really like your beads, by the way. Those are cool. Thank you. Fucking hippie and like badass at the same time. Yeah, I got these ones. In 2011, and then I got these ones this year because I was like, these ones were lonely. Oh, yeah. More beads, the better. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people will agree with that statement. One day I'll get another one <laughs> when it's time. So you're a rapper. Yes, sir. Um, would you classify yourself as a rapper above all other titles? No. What would you classify yourself as? A musician, an artist, because I do all kinds of art, um, primarily a musician. Okay. Um... I produce just as much as I rap. You produce mostly hip hop stuff, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's usually you know because it's like I want something to rap to, so <laughs> I have to make something. <laughs> you make your own tracks, basically. You make your own. Yeah, yeah. I make all my own shit. Um, Which I think is like something that's totally been lost in the rap world and the hip hop world. Like if you go I back, 
like the the guys that started the rap game, the guys that really came up big and made a big difference, they had they had so much they had such a huge hand in their own tracks and like, you know, the sound. I feel like it really like just drove so hard. And then I feel like there was just a huge drop off of like good tracks. Yeah, well, producers really blew up in the last ten years. Like Oh yeah. It's like I mean the there's entrepreneurs. always there's always been rappers and producers. Yeah. I mean in the hip hop world, a producer in a different in a different even a different genre of music is different. Then, because in the hip hop world, a producer is the guy who pretty much makes the. Just a little bit. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. In the hip hop world, the guy, uh, the producer is pretty much the guy who makes the beat. He's like yeah. pretty much making the song, and then the rapper comes and does what he does over it. And the producer and rapper work together to create a song. Yeah. Um, wherein, you know, like other forms, I don't even really know what the producer does, you know, because he's like the producer isn't making songs for a rock band. It's like the producer's the other half of like every rapper's band. Yeah, know? I mean, it's a totally different. It's, it feels like it's a completely different job, you know, in the hip hop yeah. rap world. Yeah. And you'd say, and you're your own producer. Yeah. And uh, I mean, a lot of people are doing it now again, too, I think. Um, I'm seeing a lot of people because it's so easy now to do it, where you can just like you have a computer. Or one piece of gear, and you just fucking type in notes, and it's like, oh, look at that, a song. Yeah. You know? So it's really, it's gotten really easy to make your own music. Which is good and bad, I think. I think it's mostly good. It's mostly good because I think it's important, especially in the rap world. It's so important for rappers or even hip-hop artists because producing is like the second half. It's not just enhancing. It's like literally writing your song. Like you have to be able to do that. You have to know what you, what sound you want. But also it's giving people that have no talent and no time spent. <laughs> yeah, no time spent studying or working, you know, practicing to you know release a ton of stuff. Sure. But that's everything, I guess. But like, you know, I mean, how are they going to get that time in? It's like you got to have experience to work a Starbucks job or something. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> but, uh, but also I think it's a good thing because, um, I heard someone else say this and it made a lot of sense to me. It's like if somebody who doesn't have access to all the great shit and they're not a professional musician, but they make something fucking killer, you know, yeah. even if it like, it doesn't have to be technically good, but if it feels right and you fucking put that on the internet and it blows up, it's like, well, that kid just, fucked all y'all up you know yeah like with no experience because he had this thing in him yeah so, or her or whoever you know well i mean it's a, that's like a talent something that's already there something that's like a, a necessity like you want something there's something so much so big inside of you it's like it doesn't matter how that's what she said <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> or he said <laughs> or he said yeah, yeah whatever that's what she said yeah. um but like the be the the ability to have that in you and you know find any sort of source no matter how like you know like you said maybe it's one piece of gear and whatnot and yes there's definitely those those situations that you know people find their own voice and find a way to reach the world with what they're feeling and they could totally blow up and say fuck you to all the industry and this and that which I love saying that like Mac Miller yeah I mean dude Mac Miller had totally like, on his own first time I saw him he had like forty million <coughs> views like on the first video I watched <coughs> of his and Excuse that me. was like. <clears throat> 10 years ago or something like that. And I'm like, who is this guy? And he never was in the mainstream. Yeah. Like we all know who he is, but he was never in the mainstream. And it's just, it's just, I mean, I guess he did dip in, but I've, I've never heard a song on the radio, you know? Well, I mean, was that thrift shop? No, that was Macklemore. 
would you say? Mac Miller. Mac Miller. Oh my God, Mac Miller. Yeah. I'm thinking the wrong guy. Mac <laughs> dude, that was like I was like junior, half a senior year, right yeah, there for dude. me. That was like everybody <laughs> and their fucking sister was listening to this dude, and no one was like, "Oh, have you heard of Mac Miller?" Like, "Oh no, who is it? He's this new cool rapper. Like, you gotta check him out." And sure enough, like I, if I pulled up playlists from fucking how old was I? I mean, those 2011 and 2012, I pulled up playlists, you would find Mac Miller almost on, on almost every single one of them. Yeah. That motherfucker, I loved him. Totally thought of thinking of Macklemore over here. I was like, I don't know if he, I was like, he was pretty, pretty sure he was mainstream. <laughs> no, Mac, Macklemore is mainstream. I yeah. think he has the credit of like putting his own money up on it. Sure. And kind of being more independent, but he's definitely mainstream. Yeah. Yeah. Mac Miller, man. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Damn. He passed away last year. Yeah, I remember. I it was, it's fucking sad. Man. You know, I mean, it was it was horribly, horribly sad, but I think it's really, really, it's really something to be around to see the other artists speak about someone that was so prominent and so present. It's not like, you know, people are talking about what Jimmy Page did in, you know, the in the 70s. It's like, this guy was young. He died. It's awful. But to see all these massive artists that are so prominent still and like still... Um, present in the game and the posts and the the way they spoke about him i was like damn you know here's this guy that came out of nowhere stayed subtle no matter how big he got and just impacted every fucking person he came across there's so much talent so badass yeah (laughs) all right let's move on (laughs) (laughs) so speaking of the ability to you know anyone can one piece of gear with a computer anyone can release their stuff uh what does it mean to you to have a voice musically? Like when people release that, like they are they are, do they? Everyone has their own quote unquote voice. Oh, so for like you, what does it mean to have a voice? Yeah, like what it what would how would you describe that? What would how would you even define like what is a musical voice? Well, like are you talking about like Not their actual voice, but like what's their message? What's oh, okay, their, their message. I was saying because like there's a voice you have, like you have to develop your like actual voice. No, that's singing you know, lessons, but like your voice. You know what? What's you know? Everyone wants to like. I want my voice to be heard. I want my oh, opinion that. to be heard. That kind of thing. I don't know if I've ever thought about it that way. Like I've definitely been angry because I wasn't being heard. <laughs> yeah, but you see, like, because that's, I mean, if like everyone totally, feel, I mean, a lot, most musicians, I, can, I think I can comfortably say a lot, most musicians feel that, you yeah. know, I'm pissed off because I'm not being heard. But like, what if you were heard? What would you say? Like, what is that voice that you're trying to get at? What is your, was it you're trying to say? Oh, oh yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to be an animal. I would love, a dream of mine is to look out over a crowd one day and like, I don't want any of them looking at me. I want them to be like having sex. Damn. Animalistic, huh? Yeah. Like, a, like my last album, I, my most recent one that I just released, I, I w- I've been aiming at this sound for like all of last year. I was aiming at, and this definitely ties into that question of a voice. Go for it. I was aiming at this sound because the sound is my voice. Um, of like 1950s movies where like what Hollywood thought the jungle sounded like, you know? Yeah. Back then, I love that. I love the way that sounds. I think it's fucking awesome. So like there's one song on the album where like I really fucking nailed that. What's the name of the song? Dark Out. I... I 
Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I listened to your album. I was like, there was, some, there was some moments in that album. I was like, damn, hearing this actually makes a lot of sense for me after listening to it. Yeah. Field dress, right? The whole, is it a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, it was funny because I, I went with field dress because it's almost running in two different ways because like I was going for a jungle sound, but I went into more of a forest theme. Yeah. So I don't know where you draw the line on that, but... <laughs> you're just trying to set a mood. Someone's got to feel like they're somewhere. Yeah, I wanted. I mean, I wanted it to be like super fluid and and make sense. I just wanted it to make sense and be as good as I could make it. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think it's pretty incredible for uh, the fact that you did it on your own. Plus, I, I'm honestly, I mean, I'm not I'm not a rapper myself. I, you know, I listen to rap. I have you know my opinions. I wouldn't say I'm extremely knowledgeable on the subject as I am on guitar. I mean, I've been playing guitar my whole life, but I do yeah. know a lot of things that I do really, really like and a lot of things that I really, really don't like in the rap world. And when I listened to your album, I, was, I really appreciated it because the articulation, the, the the word choices, even the enunciation, like, you know, something, take Eminem, for example, something that he mastered, which is like, I think people don't realize why he's so so able to get under your skin is because he'll take a word and he'll enunciate random syllables of it, mm-hmm. and it'll change the meaning of the word completely, the way it makes you feel. And you did a, you had a lot of that like you know enunciation on the right parts, and I was like, oh, feels good. Let's mm-hmm. see, I, I love that shit when I listen to rap. Like mm-hmm. I'm listening to rap because I want to hear what someone has to say. It's a very, uh, for me, it's a very message based thing. You know, it's it's so upfront. It's got this track, this beat. It puts your body right where it needs to be, so you can hear what this person is trying to say. And I feel like you really hit the nail on the head with that one. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> For me, the rap is like it's kind of three different things. There's a message, um, a feeling, and as a rapper, like a you know, and a message, a feeling, and a flow. And mm. for me. And I find myself, you know, focusing on one of those three things typically and, you know, combining them as I please, obviously. But, you know, when I, when I started, it was all for me, it was all about rhyming and flow when I first started. Cause I, my favorite hip hop when I was a kid was Biggie. Hell yeah. And yeah, man. And I, I studied the fuck out of ready to die. That was my favorite album ever. Um, I could probably like rap the whole thing, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it was all about rhyming for me and getting the most like layered and complex rhymes I could. And then I stepped away from that, uh, probably took five years to step away from that and I'd get into, you know, more flow based stuff. <coughs> and then sometimes I would, I didn't even care what it sounded like as long as I was getting the message across. Hmm. You know? So you could just be straight up talking if yeah. you wanted. Like well, like the dark out song. It's not. It's almost spoken word. Yeah. The way I performed it, and like I wouldn't call the album even a rap album. There's rap songs on it, but yeah, it's not. You know, it's not. Like, it's a musical piece. It's not like you you pop in a Biggie album and it's hip hop from start to finish. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's so. All right, that's a, that's interesting to me because for you. How would you classify something as rap then? Like, what is it that makes something a rap song, a rap album, you know? If you are it. If you are it. Yeah. Would you explain that to me? Like, like if you hip hop, you know if someone ain't. Okay. 
You know what I mean? I mean, I know what you mean, but I want to, I almost want like, like if you, like if you, you either a, know, you are, you either are you or you're not. Are you it's safe to call you a metalhead? I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, I listen to a lot of metal. I love metal, but sure. Like, you know, if you're talking to someone, you know, if they're into metal or not, you know, if they're about it. Okay. So you, in order to be a rap artist, to make a rap album, it, you have to like have that credential in a sense unspoken credential i can't put any rules on it <laughs> we'll see because like because that's for me yeah, yeah. It's for you yeah, so like someone me, could yeah. so like someone could literally release a song that has a heavy beat you know like fat beat flows perfectly they're say, trying to get something across and they're rapping it but if it feels like they're talking about some fake shit it's not rap i mean it's still rap it's not hip-hop it's not hip-hop so what's the difference for you there feeling feeling you can rap all day Anybody can rap. Everybody can rap. But mm, there's this country rap hip-hop stuff happening that yeah. I heard. I don't know where it's from. I don't know who the artists are. I refuse to listen to it. I've heard, like, bits of it, and I just – it's like, nope. No, y'all are fucking up. Like, I'm I'm okay with, like, crossing genres Collaborating, all day, sure, but – But it sounds like some, like, <coughs> modern-age mainstream country with – this guy rapping about his beer in his truck. Like, it's just a fucking country song, but he's rapping, and I'm like, no, fuck off. <laughs> so I, I like that you said that because something... I'm glad I have you to talk about this, too. Something that, for me, rap, I may not, you know, whether I'm a huge fan or not, or whether anybody's a huge fan or not, rap is so specific to me. I think rap came from a reality. Uh, very much like classic rock was the revolution, right? Like everyone was speaking up against the government and, you know, freedom and hippies and all that. There's there so much of that. Rap came from like these ghettos or these people that had such a hard reality that they basically said like, we're not, we, we can't change it right now. We don't have the ability. What we can do is express ourselves. And if we're going to express ourselves, we're going to do it as raw as our life is. And that's why rap was powerful. I mean, they could be talking about guns, money, and killing each other all fucking day. But it wasn't the fact that they were talking about it because it was cool. It was a fucking expression of their reality. Mm-hmm. Like for me, that's what rap, where rap drew its power from. And like it did, it it praised the acceptance of life. Oh, that's a cool way to look at it. And that is so far gone, in you my think? opinion, for so many, for so much rap today. I think it's so far gone. I think. The people that are living a certain reality, before they talk about their own reality, they're immediately jumping to the bling and to the image and rapping about who they are because that's what everyone did before them. And that makes them big and it works. I know, but if you go back to like 1977, you know, like they're still rapping about their Cadillac. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like, absolutely. <laughs> like everybody loves their nice shit. You and, know? you know, maybe I don't have the right words to put it, you know, but I definitely feel like a disconnect from the fact that, you know, rap is such an expression. Like, for example, Eminem is going to be my example probably for the day just because yeah. <laughs> he's, I think he's one of the greatest lyricists of all time. Like, oh, absolutely. Even no like he, he's, he's one of those people that's accepted his, you know, riches and fame and all that stuff. And he still finds a reality. He praises what his light, his reality is through his rap. And that is so important in rap for me because when I listen to rap, it's about that message. It's about someone stepping up because, you know, there's a reason you chose that genre, right? There's a reason you chose that feeling. Yeah, I don't know why I chose – like you, you don't choose it, you know? You don't – like it you don't choose you. what you love. Like you love it. Yeah. Like it's like you don't – it's not like I'm going to love that girl. 
It's like, mm-hmm. no, you're not. You don't know her. <laughs> you know, well, nothing about. <laughs> well, like nothing about this is natural. Like it's it's got to be natural. So, so yeah, man. I just I don't know what to say about it. I fucking love hip hop. It's the thing, you know. Is and I I love hip hop for so many fucking reasons. One of them is because it's all the genres. It can be any genre of music because you can sample from any fucking place in the world yeah. and put it into hip hop. I totally started that. It's fucking the damn. best. <laughs> it's the fucking best. Yeah. And that's what gives me my freedom when I'm making music is because I can fucking, I can fucking play <laughs> any instrument I want with any fucking style or sound that I want sample it cut it up or just play a line or something and fucking record it put a beat on it and fucking rap or sing or whatever and it's fucking hip-hop so with that being said then what's wrong with the country people you know meshing with the rap people (laughs) it's not (laughs) hip-hop i I don't have a good way to explain this but see that seems totally hypocritical to me though like i i I totally get the feeling like what you're talking about like you can do it you can take anything from anything and make a hip-hop song and be about it but like are they not not doing the same thing i'm not saying there's there's not bad versions of that (laughs) okay that's okay no i like i'm happy you said that i'm happy you said that. there's good and like i make bad songs too so you're yeah. just saying, this, for you, in your opinion, the sound of country and rap just doesn't work for you? No, not even that. Like, I definitely could do some country and rap, but just how how I've heard it so far just doesn't... It needs to be executed correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. That's a really interesting way to look at it, too, the way you talked about it, the fact that you can take any style of music and somehow turn it into something you can turn into hip-hop, you know, yeah. sample things. That's wild. That's great. It's, no, it's like, I think it's fucking incredible. It's like, I mean, what, what did EDM do? How did EDM, like, you know, and all thing. the same shit? You know, they have their, like, you know, they started making their own sounds, but all those samples, all those things that, like, suddenly come in for, like, two seconds, that's why you remember that song, right? Yeah. I, you know, I didn't know anything about EDM, and I still really don't, but I have a friend who really is into making EDM, and what I realized is, like, none of it's electronic. Like, we're all making our own sounds chopping them up and turning them into dance music and we call it EDM because we like tweak with it a bit. Yeah. But like it's not, like I wouldn't call it like it's 99% of the sounds did not come from a computer, you know? Yeah. We're just, it, everything's natural or on an analog piece of equipment and... Or a real synthesizer where the sound is made. Fucking awesome. I had, uh, I had these two cats on last week, I think, No Etiquette Music. Uh, they were awesome. Uh, total like hardcore, you know, what do they call it? Uh, mid-tempo electronic music. I really like this stuff. It's fucking badass. It's heavy to me. But they're one of those two guys that make their own sounds. Like they sit there and they fucking make their own sounds. Like that right there is the most raw form of creating sound. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. I love that shit. I know. Okay, so Moog just came out last year with this synthesizer called the Moog One. Yes, sir. Drink yes, some McAllen now. Mm, McAllen and Go ahead, the Moog. The Moog One. I have a Sub 37, which I got last year, and it's a fucking, I mean, it's so sexy. It, it's so sexy, it hurts, you know? Mm. And you look at it, and you're like, oh, there's fucking gear porn, basically. Um, <laughs> but one day, I, w- I will sadly sell it and upgrade to the Moog One, which is a polyphonic synthesizer. It's I think it's got 16 voices. So you can, like, most Moog synthesizers are monophonic, which means you can only play one note 
at a time or one note per oscillator and it'll have like two oscillators so you can play two notes at a time at max okay um oscillators yeah whatever. yeah oscillator um <laughs> yeah, but you know polyphonic synthesizers have have just lots of voices mm-hmm. per oscillator i think i don't know how the hardware works really but i like using it um but the Moog one is just like the most, I mean, it's so expensive, but it's just beautiful. It sounds like a Moog, but it's like 16 of them at once. And it's just the most beautiful thing ever. Yeah. I feel like Trent Reznor has the most incredible room full of synthesizers. Oh my God. Have you seen that video of him talking about his Voyager? No. Oh, it's so what? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. I need to go watch this. Yeah. He's sitting in front of his Voyager. It's like black and blue looking and he's just talking about it. Like, and I mean... That's like in the forefront, but he's in his room with all those other fucking synths. He's got a whole wall of Eurorack fucking modular synths. Jesus. Fucking gorgeous. <sighs> I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I used to think that I had it hard because I'm a guitar player and like collecting guitars is so expensive. But like collecting synths? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit. You could buy like probably mm. if you look at Trent Reznor's room, you could probably take half that stuff and buy yourself a mansion. <laughs> yeah. I spent, I mean, last year I spent like $6,500 on synthesizers. And I mean, I bought a couple compressors and things, but like mm. mostly analog synths. Yummy. Yeah. Synthesizer, compressor. Those are like two immediate turned on words. Yeah. Say that around us. Just mm. drum machine, synth, <laughs> compressor, mm. preamp. Oh. oh, goodness. Oh, God. Oh, tube. Oh. Tube. That's just, that's, that's across the board. You say tube, and somehow at some point across the board, someone's getting turned on. Yeah. <laughs> totally different meanings, but mm-hmm. tube. Yeah. So, same. mumble rap. Mumble rap. What about it? How do you feel about it? I like some of it. Why? Uh, cause I, if it feels good, I like it. Well, couldn't they just fucking take out the mumbling and leave the track then? Nah, man, cause they're manipulating the auto tune. That's like kind of part of the the way it sounds. Like I'm not like a huge fan of mumble rap, and I don't listen to it on the daily. But like, I do, I do enjoy it sometimes. I used to fucking hate it. I used to be a, a rap hater. I used to hate like any style of genre that I didn't like. And there's a lot of people like this who like don't consider it like. Like, basically, like, they they think rap died with Pac. Why? Or, like, like M, no. or, like, the Black Album, Jay-Z, or whatever. No. And, and I don't even know if that kind of person exists anymore. Maybe they do. But I know there's old heads always hating on mumble rap. And I'm not I'm not mad at it, you know? I'm not mad at it. I think, I think it's its own thing. I don't like that every song tends to go... You know, just like triplets, the entire song, every song. And it's just like, eh, well, I mean, you can use that flow whenever you want, but why why all the time? You know, like creativity, like but I suppose you could even narrow it down deeper than that, right? And and go within the nuances of that specific flow. I just think a the better part of a decade is a bit of obsessive. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I sure, absolutely. Um, so I'm fucking with the auto tune, <clears throat> mumble rap, and and this is how I feel. And you know, you could totally, I could totally be wrong here. But if if the essence that's appealing to you is the fact that 
they're fucking with the auto tune and they're you know mumbling and making a sound basically. Yeah, they're making a sound. Why are th- why are the rap the people rapping getting credit? Why are they the stars? Shouldn't the person producing the track and this and that? I'm not saying that they don't produce their own tracks, but the handful that are just walking around and just mumbling in a microphone. Well, sure, but I mean, they're still performing. They're still working. It's still their energy, you know? It's like, an image. Is yeah, it, it could be their image. It could be their specific energy. Some people are stars regardless of what they do. Okay. You know? It's like some people like walk out in the street, take a shit, and they're famous. <laughs> You know, and other people are super duper talented <laughs> and and stars for like that reason. But, you know, energy is, is something we can't even we can't fucking we don't know what's going to make somebody successful, you know, aside from the the basic things you know, like dedication Um but purely musically, like forget the fame and the fortune, the success uh, being determined by like, you know, your fans and oh, your yeah. money. Like, would you classify them as people that are musicians that are? A lot of the times they are and they choose to mumble rap. They So it's, what you're saying is most of the time we're, they're not exposing the other sides of them. They're choosing this one way because it might make them successful. Yeah, I think a lot of there's a lot of mumble rappers out there who are nasty. <laughs> I've heard I couldn't name anybody off the top of my head because I don't like really listen to it that much so I'm not like heavy into them but I've seen interviews on like Breakfast Club and other places like that where they'll have a mumble rapper on and he'll be going in man and I'm like this dude knows how to rap like he's mumble rapping on purpose you know it's not like cause he sucks okay you know and like there's other guys like you know that Takashi 6 9 dude yeah <laughs> yes everyone knows that yeah well I guess I don't know if his I don't know if his time is over now because he might be going to prison or something I have no idea what's going on with that but but I saw him last year do like just on on fucking YouTube or whatever and I wasn't in this style of music but like god damn that dude had fucking power he had energy he had it going you know he had it going on and he fucked it up with his whatever crimes he was committing or whatever or the people he was around well I'm not gonna lie I'm, I I appreciate all the things you said because before the things you said I absolutely hate mumble rap <laughs> I have no respect I had no respect for it yeah. I think it takes absolutely no skill I think it's posing bullshit I think it's an image I think it doesn't take any talent I thought it you know and I, I, you know, I really do. I, I, it pisses me off. You know, rap message. I mean, and that's that's not just rap. Like, but that's every, a different style of rap. We'll see. You know? Every genre like has got. every genre has their quote unquote mumble rap or you know the that kind of like thing. The people that are just found a way to succeed in it. Yeah. You know, and and for me as a musician, I mean, I've said it before. I'm a hard ass. I'm a fucking hard ass. I'm all about you know, do it right, get it together. You know, really hit your fucking notes, really do your stuff. Like, don't fuck around. You know, you're gonna call yeah. yourself professional. Act like it. And where's your skill? Where's your practice? Where's the years you put in? Where's your talent? Where's your creativity? And, you know, maybe that's too harsh and it's blinded me. I have no doubt that it has on multiple occasions. Uh, I'm really happy you said the things that you did because I feel like I definitely felt uh, a different – for the first time I saw things a little differently. And I think you're right. I think we don't know those people. I think maybe, yeah, they definitely probably choose to mumble rap because it can get them where they'd like to be. But here's my argument. Mumble rap is kind of like pop for rap right now you know but see my issue with that is my is like 
they can use that to get where they want to be. <laughs> the most simple way I could say it. No, I like that. I think I think yeah. it's very true because it totally is. It's the popular version of rap right now. Yeah. But they're using that to get where they want to be, and the f- and that basically means the money, the fame, and the image is more important than the music. Is what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Am um, I wrong it, for hearing that? I I don't think you are. I don't. I I couldn't tell you if it's true or not, but I don't think you're wrong. You know. Yeah. Um. You're definitely not wrong for feeling it. Well, no, I'm know? definitely not, but... Yeah, because, like, it's a feeling. <clears throat> like, if there's one thing I've learned in... Another thing, uh, turning out, a lot of people mistake autotune for mumble rap also. That's a totally different thing. It is, but, like, a lot of people hear autotune, and, like, oh. and it's kind of, like, garbly or whatever, but it's, like... I kind of relate that specific thing to people screaming in metal. Yeah. Where exactly. I have Perfect a friend fucking example who can hear every word of a screamer. What? Like he just knows what the fuck they're saying. Cuz like he's tuned into the way they talk and he does it sometimes but like he's not like heavy into it but he he knows how they talk. And so he can hear it. And I remember the first time I was sitting in my car in Emeryville and I was listening to, I don't know, it was some, oh yeah, I think it was called, uh, it was a Rick Ross and Lil Wayne song called Karate, I think, I don't know, I don't remember, but I really like tuned in to like the flow and the words at one point, because I actually like, you really like commit to listening to it, and it just opens up a whole different world. Like, it opens up a whole different world, and it made me feel like, it made me feel rich listening to it, you know? Like, the way it sounded once I, like, tuned in the right way. It, it sounded, it sounded wonderful. <laughs> so almost like one of the positive sides to it is, like, it's forcing you to commit or not commit to yeah, listening. Yeah, absolutely. I, I fucking dig that. That's that's a badass. That's a, that's a fucking great view right there. Absolutely. Is it our fault or theirs? You know. See, but see, that's <laughs> and like you can't answer that unless you like you you even they can sit there and talk about it all day. But until someone shows exposes themselves on multiple different levels, you're just never gonna know. Yeah. And I think I think you and know, you might not ever know, and you might not ever be exposed to people because of your only one kind of way. Yeah, and that's why that's why you know like if there's one thing I've learned, you know, being a musician and working with different types of people and meeting especially with the podcast, meeting so many different people is like I have these strong strong feelings that I really stand by, but more often than not someone will say something like what you just said and I'm like, "Oh, wait, hold up. Maybe I've been looking at this a little too blindly." Maybe this tunnel vision's getting in the way. I thought I was looking at it the right way. But like, don't get me wrong, like I'm not into it. I I I'm I'm I've Oh yeah, I'm not trying. I mean, like, I'm in disgust of like the image and that stuff. The same way people look at metalheads and the way they mosh, and they're like, "Ew, you fucking psychos." I'm not a big mosher anymore, but yeah, like, I, I get it. Everyone has their scene. Everyone has to find their place. That's what music does. It I makes just don't you don't want to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that shit's ridiculous. I mean, it's fun, but I mean, I'm only 25, and I'm like, I feel like a 90 year old dude at concerts. Yeah. I'm just like, I just want to sit in the back and listen to the music and go put home. on some of those eargasm earplugs. Like so the only like... time I want to get up front is when I'm really trying to look at the gear, and you're just yeah. fucking that up for me. So I'm just gonna leave, <laughs> go to YouTube. But um, so yeah, so auto tune on the other side of things. So mumble rap, and you have your auto tune. Uh, auto tune, I feel like has released, not released, but led into this whiny aspect. There is emo rap. Emo rap. That's beautifully put. I've I mean, it's a legitimate that. genre of rap, yeah. 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 How do you feel? Like, what? I don't listen to it. 
I just I have I don't know for me rap is like in this one of those things where like it could, it could be tunnel vision but for me rap is so much about it like you know accepting and praising the reality yeah, like, like rap is a praising it's about music. your fucking balls Yes. You know, like that's yes, what rap's thing. about for it's me. It's fucking having balls. <laughs> it's about it's your balls. Like the emo stuff. I like again. I'm not gonna hate on anybody for doing their thing, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like listen to it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not like you can just take that genre away. No. People, people feel that. But no, for someone me, like, likes it. Like I just, I wish. I don't know. I feel like for every scenario, for every scenario, for every every message you're gonna you're speaking, you like that McCallum shit's mm-hmm. bomb, huh? For every scenario, Everything for every... Everything on this table's aged 12 years. Ooh. <laughs> Even me. Even you. Wow. hey <laughs> But for, for... It's like... Especially like take rap or take any message, any vocal message, especially in a rap song, it can... No matter what the topic is, I feel like there's going to be a ballsy side and there's going to be the emo side. And you get to pick. Mm-hmm. I think that's a conscious choice. Like you can take a feeling that is like very emotional and something that's so depressing and you can rap with balls. It's yeah, been done time absolutely. and time again. For me, that's necessary. That's as important to me as picking up your guitar and knowing your shit and playing the right notes and fucking not, you know, muting half the notes when you play a chord. Like it's so it's it's as crucial as a technique, in my opinion. Because when you say I'm a rapper, it means all these people before you the rap genre is about praising the acceptance of what's happening. And I've said it before on this. It's praising your acceptance of your life and saying that takes balls. Yeah. Praising it ownership. isn't whining it. That's a, that's a totally different yeah, feel for me. And absolutely. like that, and I like I said, could be a tunnel vision thing, but I feel like there's a conscious choice in every message you can go one or you know, there's there's definitely options in which ways to handle it. I've whined on record before, but never on purpose. <laughs> well, I don't mean whine like complain. Yeah, I mean well, like yeah. literally whine. Oh, like cry like a bitch? <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of crying like a bitch out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. We're. Let's let's move on to something. We're in a territory that I couldn't even talk to you about. Why is that? Oh, I, I've never heard it. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. I fucking Ooh. I listen to dudes with balls. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Fucking dying over here. All right, let's talk about production. Yes, sir. Production. Production time. I love me some production. What is the ultimate goal for a rap production? You're sitting down. You're making a rap song. What is the ultimate goal for the production of the song? Be rich and famous for the rest of my life. Rap. Defined. (laughs) You heard it on the Studio Corner podcast. Write it down. Webster's Dictionary. If you're not setting out to be rich and famous for the rest of your life on every single song you do. (laughs) Wow. I'm kidding. 85%. I mean, rap is as much as it is uh, a deep, expressive thing. You know, the materialistic aspect of life is a lot of where rap came from. Sure. And we can't deny that as quote unquote shallow. Well, I wouldn't call it where it came from, but where it um It's an avenue. It's of definitely expression. been incorporated into it heavily. Yeah. It's yeah. like a scene, you know? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, like totally. Motley Crue wearing tight pants on a rock show, you know? But then you look at like a, a motherfucker like Jay Z, right? And his shit was all about being flashy. For the most part. He had some deep shit too. But like it, his shit was dope flow and flashy. And he's still a fucking legend, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Fucking Black Album. I mean, yeah. most of his albums, but Black Album, yeah. 
It's just see, see this is see because you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I, I'm listening. I put it this way: right now, you're my ex. In this moment, you're my expert on the rap world. So all you got to tell me. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of like a line or something. I, okay, so this is one line off. Of, I think it was. I think it was volume three. He goes, I spit that murder, murder, murderous every time a verbalist, ill than a verbal chemist, a road dog and menace, a meal start to finish, I rip apart contenders, I'm hot. And it's just like, it's not like saying nothing, but like, it's just like, I'm ill, this is sick, I'm hot. The flow is so dope on that shit, and I've always, I've, I've never not loved that, you know? I've never not yeah. loved just like bragging about how dope your shit is if the flow is fucking fire. So you said, what, what was it with rap? It was feeling, flow, and what was the third one? I think we got to make it four things: feeling, flow, message, and rhyme. Okay, so those four things, uh, having all four is like the fucking godsend, sure. Yeah. Um, but if you have one of those things to perfection, it's good enough. Yeah. So there's definitely rap, like you just talked about. It's not saying anything. There's not really a message. No, it's just like I, I kill you. But the y'all. flow, the rhyme, I mean, it's there. That feeling of just like, damn, I feel as badass as you. You're telling me. You are exactly. It makes you feel as dope as they feel. And you know, yeah. it, they could talk about pussy and drugs all fucking day, but making you feel something that <laughs> intensely, you can't tell me that music isn't like one of its core values. Isn't that? Yeah, you I mean, can't like, tell me that. You can't say you haven't like gone down the street. Most people who even who don't listen to rap haven't gone down the street one time in their life and gone fuck the police. <laughs> police you know just like and then rap like the first four lines of ice cubes first and then not knowing any other ones but <laughs> i couldn't even do that much but yeah yeah it's the, the feeling man it's the feeling is probably it might be the most important i'm not sure but it might be so so how's the feeling different from the flow like the feeling is what you actually feel from it it's funny because like the feeling is not entirely dependent on the artist, right? Because the, the, that's subject. The flow is totally up to the artist. The rhyming is totally up to the artist. The messaging is ninety nine percent up to the artist. I mean, the interpretation is not, but the messaging is. Yeah. But the feeling is whatever you get. Interesting. From it, so like the flow, the the dope flow gives you the fire ass feeling for me. Okay. You know, like I just wrote something last night where I was, and I was listening today, learning it before I record it, so because I record it on my phone. And I was just like, God, this flow got me going. Like, just yeah. like, listening to it, just like, fuck, I love this flow. Just like, Bleh. I love I love when I'm rapping, specifically for me. Um, I love when I'm rapping, and if you're not listening carefully, it, like, I might not be speaking English. But I am, you know? But if you're not That's listening... That's a cool way to look at that. If you're not listening carefully, it's like, the words are so connected that... It's hard to hear them. But see, that's that, that tackles such an important part to music and art, any sort of art in general. That for me, one of the most important things is intention. So when you say that, it's like I'm in my intention is for the for you to commit to listening to what I'm saying. Absolutely. And that alone, I mean, that's gonna those four things are gonna almost come naturally. You know, to make someone feel the need to commit to what you're saying, 
only to discover that they're feeling something they never felt before that's just fucking out of this world. Like when Jay-Z rapped that line, it's not a big thing, but damn, do you feel as badass as, as, he, do, as he is? Yeah. Well, you not, feel that, probably not quite as badass yeah, you, as you, he yeah, is. Yeah, but <laughs> you feel fucking as badass as you can, but it's it's definitely a lot more than you usually feel. Yeah. Like there's intention behind that, right? Yeah. Like he didn't write that first because he wanted to brag to you. He wrote that God, verse he because, doing it. because he's like, this is fucking badass shit. And when you listen, like, you know, I'm writing my music. This is the kind of music I'm doing. You know, when I write a so, you know, think of a shredding guitar player. Yeah, they don't just absolutely. shred. There's a ton of shredders that just shred to show off, and no one gives a fuck because everyone can play fast. But then there's guitar players. No one players. gives a fuck about a show off. Yeah. yeah. And then when they play these fucking fast, ripping souls that fucking have soul behind them that mean something, damn, you feel as good as those notes. Mm-hmm. I mean, you feel like you're on stage looking out at 100,000 people with chills running down your fucking spine. Like, it's no different than a good rap verse, a good fucking, you know, few phrases. It's no different at all. It's I, the exact I, same thing. I see that as, like, like a guitarist with soul is yeah. infinitely better than a guitarist without. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because they can go, and then a different guy could go, but the Every, one guy with yeah. the soul goes, and everybody feels it in their stomach. You know? Yeah, absolutely, though. It's, it's, I mean, because it's so true. I mean, I, I talked about this with a guitar player on here. It's like we could, every guitar player in the world could play the exact same note, and every single one of them would be different. Most of them. Just a bowl. And, and, uh, yeah, even, every, yeah. If you'd, right. feel, you'd feel them, every single, every single one of them, a little different. Yeah. For whatever reason. You can play the same solo, and everyone's gonna feel a little differently. Mm-hmm. You know why was Stevie Ray Vaughan so incredible? And it's it wasn't like holds that one note right there just a little longer. Yeah, it's like, it's, it wasn't even the fact that he could play so fast, or he was so intense, and he was so you know, crazy. It's no, just all like, those things are just the soul. tools to express the soul. Yeah, and and that's totally you know with the way the rap with the way rap works, it's like you could literally say whatever you want, but mm-hmm. who's saying it? Yeah, like, how are they absolutely. saying it to you? That's why like Lil Wayne when he's like. Talk about when Lil Wayne talk about killing bitches and shit. <laughs> like, like I mean, he also has other songs where he says shit like "Beat odds, never beat women," but that's in a serious song. Yeah, you know. But, but in a different song, he goes, "In bitches too, they mention you, they dentures loose." <laughs> you know, like, like don't give a fuck. You know, but it's like it's not about it's. He said it great. I love watching his interviews because he'll say shit like. He's like, I don't know like what you're talking about what I said, but when I said it, you better believe that was it. Like that was real. That oh, was I love the that. only thing. And his eyes get real big and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz like a lot of people will argue that that's, you know, a little hypocritical like how could you not stand by what you say but like to be that yeah, but, but as an Henry artist but as an artist as a musician to to be have that much conviction in a moment in the present and have that recorded. I mean, what did Quincy Jones say? Recording is not about the perfect track. It's about capturing a moment. Yeah. I mean, if you're fucking doing that to the point where like what Lil Wayne just said, mm-hmm. I mean, I you know, he could say a lot of bad shit. He may not mean it, but in that moment, he in that moment, it. he fucking means it. He may not be yeah. acting on it, but in that moment, he had so much conviction. It's like shit. He may not be the best dude in the world. I don't know him personally, but shit, when I listen to that song, I feel fucking real. Yeah. And that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He said, I mean, that's that was probably one of the best ways I've heard it described. It's like where, you know how like there was that whole thing a long, 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 long time ago, probably like NWA days, where they're like, well, you're promoting violence and this blah, blah, blah. And you're just like, no, you know, you're confusing art with reality. Yeah. You know, it's like we're expressing our reality through our art. We're Damn. not 
telling people to go murder people. You know, we're not inciting violence. Like that's not. We're expressing our what we are experiencing. Like I can't even think of a rapper I've heard actually incite violence. You know. Well, that's like for me, like I get why people are so afraid of it, but like. Just, just take this for example. Someone writes an acoustic song about how heartbroken they are, about how their girlfriend cheated on them, and they're so fucking you know, real about Upset it. Upset and fucking raw. And, yeah. With that, with the similar attitude, you could say, oh, I don't like it because it's promoting cheating, it's promoting hurt, <laughs> it's promoting pain. Like, bitch, exactly. what? Yeah, exactly. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I've never heard nobody say it like that. Like, That's if you're not fucking argument, if you're not expressing yourself at that level, then fuck off. I mean, you don't have to be that deep, but like, there's extensive conviction, there's a sense of presence, there's a sense of moment. That's delicious. Oh, you like that, McCallum? Yeah, it's fucking great, man. You were, I was, I was. This is my lifeblood. Dude. I was skeptical, but I'm not anymore. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> isn't it? That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to McCallum. Uh, Shout out to McCallum. Uh, let's see if we can get. Let's see if we can get a McCallum sponsorship. Everybody that listens to this episode, I want you to send. Go on Instagram. Go on Facebook. I want you to send my page to the McCallum pages and say you need to sponsor the show. If this microphone was a camera, you'd be looking directly at it right now. Hold on. I'm gonna take a picture of this and we're gonna. <laughs> Post this. Ready? There, that's that's an ad right there. Yeah. McCallan sponsor us. <laughs> we promise not to get drunk on the show. We're not. We'll have to promise McCallan because then we'll just be like, you know. Oh no, we <laughs> look. I'm not gonna promise that I'm not gonna catch a buzz, but I ain't finna get shitty. Well, I hope you get catch a buzz. I'm. I've caught one. That's I've, good. I've well. caught it. <laughs> In my uh, no, I've I've dealt with shitty people out here. Yeah, well, you know. You learn your lessons. Some people, <laughs> some <are> people. Shitty. <laughs> you know, you learn that yeah, you the learn hard way sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you, you. The more I grow through my life, the more I, I've had times where, and less so at the moment, but I've had times where I'm just so incredibly jaded, and just so close to everybody after being burnt. You know, yeah. by one or two people or one person or just nobody, just a general feeling of malaise and misanthropy. Um, but I forgot my point. Um, wow. <laughs> I'm really upset because it, it felt real cool. Wait, wait. Where did I start? Where did I start? I started at uh, Through My Life, I've Been Jaded. A lot of shitty people. I've been jaded by shitty people. I like your air guitar. Yeah. (laughs) You know, okay, so I'm super stubborn. Oh, yeah, let me finish this real quick. I'm I'm, (laughs) I'm all ears. I'm all ears Um, here. So, so yeah, so people are shitty. A lot of people are shitty, but most people aren't shitty. But, yeah, I've gotten really good. The point was I've gotten really good in my life now, like, just following that feeling. And there's some people who I like ride a line with who I don't know. Like, it's like I put faith in them and I don't know if they're going to fuck me over. Yeah. But like, you got to have some amount of faith in people and to they, get somewhere. And they sure. might surprise you. Yeah. You know? Um, so that's one specific concept that I've, I've grown to be able to balance more effectively. What's your line with that, though? I mean, how much faith do you give? Like, how many times do they get to fuck up? Well, fuck up is subjective, I suppose. Like, it's rel. I mean, I feel like it's uh, it's relevant to. I had a friend last the amount year. Of faith you give. I had a friend last year, one of my old dear friends, but 
I was at a point where I was feeling just like fuck flakes, you know? <laughs> and this dude I'm flakes on me point. like three times in a row. And then I didn't talk to him for like a year until I ran into him until like t- three months ago, I saw him in a bar, you know? And then we started talking again. And, but this time it's like we restarted our relationship, but this time, like I've gone in with far less expectation, expectation and attachment to what the outcome could be. Because like, I'm of the mind. I'm like, if I start something, I finish it. If I'm, if I make a beat, I'm going to make a song. If I make a song, I'm going to release it. You know, I'm going to perform it. Um, but you know, not everybody's like that. And if it's someone you love, you know, if it's someone you love, it's someone you love. And that's, that's that, uh, fucking up. If it's someone I don't know that well or don't love, um, like three, three times, three times. I mean, I guess that once again, depends on how much, how big the fuck up is. If I don't know them at all once. Yeah. Like if they like fuck around the first time, I'll never talk to them again, (laughs) you know? Okay. So what about working with artists though? Cause I I like this topic. I I really, really like this. Like you work with other artists, right? Like you Mm -hmm. help produce and whatnot. Like working with a lot of people right now. So when someone comes to you and says, Hey Mitch, I want you to, uh, I want you to produce my album. I want to rap and I want you to produce some tracks. Like what, what's, what are the, what are the fuck ups they're allowed to make? Oh, that's all on them. If it's theirs, it's on them. You know, it's not ours. Okay. But like, if I'm, I mean, that's, that's all. There. I don't know what the fuck ups are. If you're not gonna be where you say you're gonna be, if you're not gonna, if you're not, if you say you're gonna be there, and then you're not, that's the fuck up. I don't care if we don't see each other for a month. Yeah. You know, but if you say you're gonna be there and you're not. What about showing up to the occasion? What if someone says like, hey, Mitch, I want you to produce my album. I want to co-write. Like, hey, I want to show up for writing session. They show up for writing session. You guys write. All right, next Sunday, we're going to sit down and we're going to record. I show up and I don't know my part. I didn't practice at all. Uh, It's different with rappers, man, because you can get in a booth and read and perform. And who's to say, like, as long as the take is good, it doesn't matter. Hmm. Like, I don't care what they did as long as, like, they get it. Um, but but then, I guess the the fuck up where it would be the, the limit for me is, like, if I'm investing time in you. Yeah. If I'm investing time in you and you're not paying me just, like, vast sums of money, <laughs> um, you know, like, you better be as dedicated to it as I am if I'm putting in production if I'm making beats with you if yeah. I'm if I'm giving my life to you or, I, or you know but like it's it's hard too because it's like I could write you off but I just take all the fucking beats I made for you yeah. you know like just all all I want is is like you know dedication commitment dedication and commitment some sort of work ethic too work ethic yeah like if something like if if something's for you the royal you um, like you better be dedicated to it because why the fuck should I care you know because I care about I mean and it's crazy because I do because I like I give a fuck that much about making music that like I'm like fuck yeah I'm gonna fucking make beats let's fucking do it yeah you know I'll fucking rap on it with you if you need to fill a spot I'll fucking do whatever you want Um, but but yeah just just do what you say you're gonna do well said I like it. I mean, like I said, I'm a hard ass. I uh, 
I don't play well with others yeah. when it comes to uh, projects. I I think showing up is 99% of the battle. Mm-hmm. 99% of the battle, you show up. If a motherfucker shows up, <laughs> like I it's already like, like him. <laughs> yeah, it's like if, if you say you're going to be here. For me, like like you showed up 10 minutes early today. Yeah, I was, I was wa- gonna I was gonna wait in my car and and I was gonna text you five minutes early because I'm like I'm I ain't trying to show up too early. For I do the dude. same shit though. Yeah, <laughs> like I appreciate that more than anything. Like, even like studio sessions or working with someone or like practice or like we say a time, like rescheduling is fine. Like shit happens. Don't get me wrong, um, you know. But don't do it an hour before. If you say you're gonna be somewhere at a certain time, you show up. You know, maybe like a few minutes early. Like for me, when someone said when I say like. You know, say we're working in the studio and like, hey, I want to start this session at 7 p.m. Like, I'm showing up at 6.30. I'm bringing my stuff in. I'm going to have everything ready so when 7 p.m. hits, I'm doing the session. Mm-hmm. Like, it's happening. And 6.30 to 7 is my time, not yours. Yeah. Like, I'm not getting – I'm like, yeah, I don't expect anything. I need to be ready to do that. Like, it's. I think it's – I think an important part of the music industry and just any sort of collaboration, any sort of work, any sort of project is knowing what your role is, knowing what your job is. And knowing that you have to execute that job in the time that you said you're going to. So what does it require outside that time? And yeah, I feel like what people, kind of preparation? People don't – a lot of musicians don't think about what that means outside of that time. Oh, yeah. the I mean I got home from work and today and the last – I mean the whole time I was at home, I ate something. I took a shower and then the rest of the time I was just preparing you know I was preparing my mind I was like like what am I how am I going to present myself I know they ain't finna see me like we're not like recording a camera but I still have to show up as mosaic I cannot show up in fucking like sweatpants yeah you know um unless they're like hella nice sweatpants I mean there are they are very nice sweatpants there are there are very nice there sweatpants. are I have a nice pair I mean like I have a pair of sweatpants that I, I was like thinking about coming in because they are nice but like I don't they weren't nice enough we're not <laughs> <laughs> well I appreciate you dressing up for me uh, of course yeah. <coughs> of course excuse me <coughs> I'm coughing and dying yes. that's good yes. I just uh, quit hookah after 10 years so oh you did cold turkey oh is it a problem no, actually, you know, I've read a lot of things about it being addicting, and you know this nicotine, and that. Nicotine supposedly addicting, but there's so there's like such little nicotine in it, yeah. and like for me, it was a habitual thing. Just doing it because it's fun. It's just like what I did, and like making hookah is a lot more than smoking a cigarette. Like you got to put the coals on, you got to pack the bowl. It's a like ritual. You sit down, and like I worked when I smoked. Like I saw like I was, I didn't, at least at the this time. This almost looks like a hookah. Kind of, yeah. That thing yeah. almost looks like it, but I did it. I've been smoking it for ten years. And it got to the point like where I was smoking like three bowls a day by myself. Like that's a lot of smoke. I would throw up so hard. I just <laughs> I just smoked that shit all day and then I just uh, was at the gym like a few weeks ago. It was my girlfriend and my mother's birthday on April 25th. And I woke up. I was at the gym and I was like, man, I am just tired of this shit. Went home and just dumped everything. April 25th you said? Yeah. Yeah. And I just have not thought about it. I haven't craved it at all. I'm like, you know, that's pretty good. I've had a lot, met a lot of people. You know, I smoked a lot of hookah with a lot of people. They just have issue with it. So, but I uh, I quit and then I get sick, and so I'm like coughing up stuff and like you know all this stuff. I'm like, what is happening to me? Isn't this supposed to happen when you are smoking? I feel like I got the shit out of the stick there. It could be your body like dealing with the withdrawal. 
That's a good point. Like, I, like even if you're not mentally addicted to it, your body could have uh, a thing, you know? It's like, oh, God, we're not getting our fix. Like, just... Yeah. <sighs> like, even like even if your mind is like, I don't need that. Yeah. You know? Like, you could still have physical withdrawals. That's true. That makes sense. Like, I'm people, sure. like, if they... You, people who are heavy drinkers or heavy heroin users or things like that, if they stop cold turkey, they could die. Well, I don't think I'm going to die, but yeah. No, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just hookah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that's where the coughing's coming from. Yeah, I got a show this yeah, Saturday, Yeah, it's coughing too. up your, your... I'm finna be there. Um, what time is it? What time are you going on? Uh, I'm playing from 8 to 11. It's three hours. You're playing a three-hour set? I'm doing three sets, about 10-minute breaks in between. I'm fucking rocking around all originals. So like 50-minute sets? Uh, about like 45 minute sets 40 minute sets how many are, 10 are, songs a set are they all different songs all different songs every single one of them is an original song wow be prepared to have your mind blown I am what um uh we need to we need to put a show together hell yeah 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 we I'm, should write some shit together absolutely some fucking guitar and rap man we used to do that back in the day yeah we did we did that a lot that was, that was a fucking good time. That was a great. That was a great fucking time. And singing, rapping, it doesn't matter, you know. Like as far as like, and I can, I can play instruments now. Speaking of instruments, did you play the fucking violin? Not very well. But you have like <laughs> fucking twelve violins. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got like seven. Okay, well, when they're hanging up on the wall, they look like twelve. I know. It looks like like too many violins, right? It's like how many so. When did you start playing violin? I started three years ago. Started three years ago. Two and a half years ago. And you were already a rap, like a rapper at that point. Like you were already rapping and doing that oh, kind yeah. of hip hop. Yeah. How did the violin fall into place? I've always wanted to play the violin. Since Do I you was... use it in your productions? I didn't use it any on this last album, um, but I will. I'm writing a song right now with it because my my tutor, my violin tutor, actually like charged me to. She's like, "All right, I want you to make a chord progression with these chords." in this key and I need you to just write violin parts over it. Like that's like her assignment for me for these two weeks. And so yeah, that's, that's happening there. But I've been playing for two and a half years. I'm not very good at it. I've taken a lot of time off in those two and a half years. I was in a serious dirt bike crash and broke my collarbone and my knee and couldn't do oh, shit. shit. And then la I broke my collarbone fucking twice last year. <gasps> <laughs> Twice Fucking in twice. one year, and it really that really put a damper on the violin practice. Um, and then in my first year, I went to the bay for a month and subletted a room and worked at this restaurant where, like, it was just all day every day working at a restaurant six days a week. I I didn't practice at all that month, and I've had I've been playing for two and a half years, but I've had enormous gaps, and I. And when I was finishing my album, like I took three months off basically just to produce it. Yeah. Because I couldn't focus on anything else. Well, I'm kind of excited to see you uh, start putting more violin. I feel like that'd be so fucking cool. I'm back at it. I'm I'm back heavy on it again. Um, it's it's so hard. Yeah, I've heard. I can't <laughs> I can't imagine a more difficult instrument. But I've it's always I've always wanted to fucking play since I was a little kid. And I was too much of a pussy when I was like four years old to ask my parents. I said, I want a fiddle or a guitar. And they got me a guitar because they don't, you know, they didn't listen to the first thing I said. 
Um, what kind of kid wants a fiddle? One who wants a fiddle. I don't know. I man. mean, parents hear a guitar, fiddle, they're gonna go with the guitar. It's like probably because guitars don't sound as terrible for as long. Uh, you know, maybe I, the first. I mean, like I still. When I'm lear- tr- learning new techniques and trying to do new things on it, I fucking I sound terrible, fucking terrible. And so if anybody can hear me, every once in a while I drop in shit I can do so that like they know that like I'm not a total piece of shit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, but, but, fuck, where did it go? Where did it fucking go? I don't know. You're talking about the violin. I love it. <laughs> it's my favorite. Like it's 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 so dear to my heart. Uh, <coughs> fucking. If you've ever listened to, I mean, there's so much good shit out there. Fucking Bach has so much. Bach is heavy metal. Good violin music. Yeah, classical, baroque, or uh, classical and baroque are like definitely metal. <laughs> fucking Paganini is my f- probably top three favorite artist of all time you know fucking there's no like i can't think of harder violin music <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty awesome someone that's so deep into the rap hip-hop world and then talking about classical fucking oh yeah man violin. i mean that the, the, well, i'm a musician the first Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But this is like just gold to me. This is such gold to me. Oh, cool. And I feel like that really, um, I mean, the ability to listen to such different types of music with such passion really kind of opens up that creativity. The ability to see way beyond one genre, one concept, really produce to another level, create to another level. And I, I, I dig that. I fucking love it. You see, I feel like it's going to force you to see things a little bit bigger. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, it's not about what kind of genre am I trying to do, but what am I actually trying to do? Yeah. And it's not all about rap. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like, I, I rap, and I love it. Um, but I imagine what, there'll be a time when I just, like, make a class, like classical music. Fuck yeah. You know, give me ten or so years. <laughs> but I want to, you know, like... I go that way. I hear a lot of music in violin in my head. That's why. That's part of the reason I want to play it so much is because really? there's, there's things in my head that I hear that I'm like, I need to be able to put this down. You hear strings a lot, huh? I hear a lot of violin in my head. Yeah. Rock and roll, man. Fuck yeah. It's like the fucking shredding guitar of the classical world. It's, <laughs> it's. I mean, I can't think. Like I've I've had times where I'm so fucking into it. There was, there's this violin, so old. So fucking old. It's a there was I think there's two great violin makers by the name Amadi, the, their last name. Okay. The first one, I don't know if it's Niccolo or the other one, I can't remember his name, but the first one made this violin. It's like late 1500s, one of the earliest violins to like have the shape of a violin, Ooh. the modern shape of a violin. So it's like I think it's late 1500s, and it was made for like a a princess or a queen or some royal marriage and it's I was watching this documentary on my phone (laughs) on my phone not this phone this phone's got fucking like stereo sound and shit just on the phone that I had at the time I'm watching this documentary and he plays like five notes this dude plays like five notes on this violin and I start crying I just start bawling for like like five minutes. I bawled for five minutes listening to this fucking violin through my phone. And 
no other and that, I mean that's why like violins like that are like millions and millions of dollars this is because, one of the original ones oh yeah yeah and it, it was so deep <laughs> and so beautiful um <laughs> that good huh yeah it's making me cry right now Think you're gonna have to send this to me it's the most beautiful violin I've ever heard um and the same guy he was a master violinist yeah and I heard him play a bunch of different things I think during that documentary but that one just like it was just like whatever he played and it was like 30 seconds click tears like, just so much to take in. Just it, the di- I mean, ah, oh, it comes down to the same thing, right? It's like people say all the time, like, well, you know, like, is the violin or the fucking player? It's like, well, it's the player, but it's also the violin. A great player can play any violin great, but yeah. a great player can play a, a great violin and destroy your and entire just, like and destroy universe. Your life. Yeah, yeah and it's over. Your life. <laughs> you know what? One, uh, I've, I think I've said it on here before, but the beginning of Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd, oh, yeah. David Gilmour's acoustic guitar, that recorded acoustic guitar, that sound is, in my opinion, the greatest recorded acoustic guitar ever in the history of music. I can hear it. It's not only the most frustrating thing I've ever heard in my life. Why? Because nothing will ever be that good. And uh. I, was, I will spend my <laughs> life trying to come half as fucking, just half Close, that. I've had that feeling. But so it's also... Times. I mean that boom, that first slide that you can hear the pick touch the string. You literally you hear the pick touch the string, his fingers slide against it. You're in the I mean, fucking room with it. It fucking <laughs> rips you completely to shreds. And it's just it's such a powerful and it's just the most simple thing ever. But it's it's just I totally get that. It's just one of those things where you give a great player a great instrument a great instrument a fucking whatever they were using in the studio like at that the time luthier just yeah. oh man it's it's Ugh. it's unmatched yeah i got the chills right now just thinking about it Ugh. i'm gonna be angry in a minute about it but <laughs> <laughs> i think that all the time some i hear rap that sometimes i hear a rapper do something and i'm like i quit yeah <laughs> Are you kidding? You know what it's like being a guitar player? You go on Instagram, you find like a fucking 12-year-old Chinese girl that does everything that you ever, well, you dream to do in a lifetime, maybe. No matter how good you are, there will always be an Asian better than you. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, the, I mean, those little, like, uh, it's always a little Chinese girl on the, on, um, on Instagram. Like, they're incredible. I mean, I love it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I support it 1,000%. It's empty. Don't worry. 1000% like I love seeing Andre Strange. There's this uh there's this little blues guy. Oh, I forgot his name. He's all over Instagram. Guitar Center just started sponsoring him a few years ago. His kid's got to be like 14 years old and he's just a blues player. It's a little white kid, blues player. But man soul. does he fucking play the blues. If he's got soul. He blows my fucking mind if like he's got soul. And don't get me wrong, it's not like he's playing anything crazy. It's not like he's this virtuoso, but shit when the kid plays guitar, you're listening to fucking blues guitar. Like you would never guess it. It's I I love 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 that we live in a time, like when I was a kid and I could play guitar. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, this kid's unreal." I've never seen anything like him, and I felt like I was amazing. Like I love what I do, but now that I'm 25 and looking at the kids that are my age from all around the world, it doesn't matter what ethnicity they are, all around the world, these kids are touching, are picking up instruments and playing like I'm playing after 20 years of playing. And it's, it's it's like, at the same time, it's like shit, 
but also it's the most motivating thing I've ever seen because it's like they are think about it, they're literally the future of music and they're about to dominate everything we've ever done. Well, look, th- this is the problem and the the blessing and the curse of the internet is that these people were always out there. Mm. But now we know. Wow. You know? They've always been out there. They've always there's always been prodigies and virtuosos. Well, don't you think that uh, the internet has, has, has inspired? That's really good whiskey, by the way. Is that I bourbon? Was, yeah, take a minute to feel it in your the top of your palate, and mm. up in your your sinuses. It definitely just popped up there for me. That is beautiful. That's the best it's tasted since I've opened the bottle. That's <laughs> that's really good. It's because you had McCallum before. Probably worked your way up. Had to. I the first half of this bottle, which is where we're at. I've been drinking it for about a week um <laughs> i i pretty much specifically drink whiskey and Same. mead that i make and my friend makes we make mead wow yeah it's awesome i don't know if i've ever heard that one dude have you ever had mead i don't think i have it's so good i'll uh, i'll give you a bottle um i look forward to this um it just tasted it tasted like a better jack daniels all week and that really disappointed me because it's like fucking expensive um, but just now, it showed me why it is expensive. So it's very good. I'm happy for that. It's interesting that it tastes different after that much time. Yeah. Well, I knew that, too, because of the last bottle that I bought called Old Forester, this bourbon. That's really, really good. Ooh. But the first the first quarter of the bottle, I just wasn't, like, it was too hot. And I couldn't get into, I couldn't find the nuance. <laughs> I couldn't find the nuance that that the internet was talking about, basically. <laughs> but then about halfway through the bottle again, I was just like, oh my god, this is like my f- one of my favorite fucking whiskeys. <laughs> it's so good. Damn, yeah. I, I gotta come over and just write down a fucking list of whiskeys that I gotta try from you. Well, you know what I want to do um, is put together a whiskey tasting, like at the ranch at the whistle stop around a campfire and have just like, you know, 15 fine whiskeys mm. and get a, you know, 20 people or so around and just do that. I would, yeah, that sounds pretty fucking awesome. That sounds pretty fucking great, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Make people study up on their whiskey. Yeah. Well, like, it's because I, I want more people to appreciate it with. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, I love drinking. But, but you don't I, want to share your good bottle with someone that's not going to appreciate. They're just absolutely. I know that feeling. That's why it's like, like I give it to my girlfriend, but it still kind of hurts <laughs> because she doesn't appreciate it. <laughs> You're like, ah, I should just give you whatever. Yeah, like, I'll, I need to buy. I need to keep a, a. I need to keep a forty dollar bottle of Basil Hayden in the cabinet for her. Basically, it's good whiskey, but it's not complex. It's, it's not going to hurt you giving it away. No, it doesn't hurt. You know, it doesn't hurt. I've gone through dozens of those bottles <laughs> <laughs> all right so before we go i want to talk to you about production a little bit i'm mm-hmm. um, really really well, curious we we're gonna do that yeah we uh, we went off on a i like where we went though we got real deep on the fucking violin and you know yeah. feelings and i love that shit i love that shit yeah i cried a little yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I need to hear this fucking uh this video you're talking about this violin oh the dude yeah we're gonna have to do this afterwards i mean it's but. not about him it's about the violin it's in this about case. absolutely yeah um, so production, yeah. you know, switching back to the whole rap hip hop side of things. Uh, I said this, what is the ultimate goal for a production behind a rap? 
in your opinion? Uh, that's kind of vague. I don't I don't really know what you mean. So like what what what's uh what's the track's purpose? Oh. Mm, to be sometimes I'm going for a sound. Sometimes I'm going usually I'm going for like how just like how do I make the best thing I can make? Okay. That's how I feel. It's like how can it be as dope as it could possibly be? Okay. You know? Um last night I'll show you this beat that I'm talking about, the one that I wrote. I wrote this beat, and I wrote a whole fucking song last night. It felt great. I wrote a beat and the fucking, and the the verses for it. And last night I was showing my girlfriend on my phone, and she, like, the first word out of her mouth was like, oh, sexy. And, like, I'm like, great. The beat was sexy. Yeah. You know? Like... If the beat's sexy, the beat's sexy, you know? And that's that's the that was the fucking goal. I mean, the ultimate goal for me is to look into the crowd and see people having sex. Okay, so for you specifically, it's about that sexual, animalistic, you know, that... It doesn't... I mean, like, not necessarily sexual, but I do want to see that more than anything. Okay. Like, I don't... It's make... not talking about sex, but it's about this feeling mm, that nah. just makes you feel primal. Primal, yeah. Mm. I want to, like... I remember there's this group called Death Grips. And I remember this video from, I think they're an Oakland-based group or a Bay Area-based group. I'm not sure. I know they've played a lot in Oakland. I lived at a house they played at once. Oh, sick. Um, I wasn't there at the time, but there was like, it was too many people for this house. It was like 400 people showed up. Oh, Jesus. Um, they were like just blowing up or something. Uh, so the story goes. But I watched this video of this dude on stage, and the dude was like... He was a fucking ape. He was like up on stage and he's just huge, long fucking arms. And he was like, he looked like a fucking gorilla on stage or a chimpanzee just like, and the crowd was just like so in it. And somebody jumped up on stage and he just fucking threw them off. Oh and man, like, I love it. Like shit was going crazy. He like, and like it helps that he was huge and like just probably just a beautiful specimen you know yeah. of a human <laughs> but but th- that video has always stuck with me and, and that kind of feeling that's just like dirty fucking down in the fucking down in the ground f- fucking feeling of just yeah ugh, just grime hell yeah fucking grimy Grimy, grimy is probably one of my top five favorite feelings for a beat. It's fucking Ooh. grimy, a grimy fucking beat, nasty. Yeah, fucking like I I make so many beats that are nasty, and I try to give them to rappers, and motherfuckers are just like, I don't know how to rap on this, and I'm just like. All right, fuck you. I'm going to rap on it. Like, I, I'm nasty. I'll fucking do it. You know? That's, and, and, yeah. Yeah. What's well, really interesting because, like, the beat is such a huge fucking part of this whole genre. Yeah. Like, how do you decide? I'm more of a producer than a rapper now. That's what it sounds like, yeah. I mean, what, how do you, how do you decide like the the tempo of a beat? Because the tempo of the beat is really going to define a lot of the message and the feeling and the flow. I mean, it's going to define like n- like a lot of what's going on, right? Yeah. So, I mean, how do you decide the tempo? Are there certain tempos that you know imply that grimy feeling? Are there certain tempos that imply that angry feeling? No. I've never felt that. People, I've watched videos and lots of things where people are like 
Well, typical trap music, they do it around 160 BPM, and then they rap in halftime, you know, and or whatever it is. And I'm just like, I don't fucking care what the tempo is. I never care what the fucking tempo is. I do a lot of my shit in. Do you ever notice a consistency in the tempo, in the different songs? Like, is there a consi- like a range that is just naturally exposed itself? For me, yeah, I I do pretty much one ten and below. Okay. Um, I do a lot of shit at one hundred. Four I, four. Yeah, I've done. I've delved into five four and seven eight and nine eleven. And well, not nine eleven, eleven eleven eight nine eight, um, and I've done things like that, and I've rapped in ways like that before. Um, it's not, it's not as fun though as four four. <laughs> truth be told, like honestly, like, I think one of my favorite, uh, especially for, I think for any music, rap included, is six eight. I think six eight is one of the most natural feelings for the human body. You think? Well, I don't. I mean, three, four, right? Six, eight, more specifically. Okay. Why? The eighth notes and the fact that a, uh, almost a phrase or you can call it a phrase or a line of music isn't finished until six beats. It feels more natural. It's just something that I've noticed. Yeah. But um, I've always loved that. I've always moved easier. Uh, it's always so six, eight, then four, four. Uh, four, four. I mean, is not absolutely, but six, eight has a special. It stands out mm-hmm. without you realizing it stands out. I agree. In, I agree with my top three. It would be four, four, six, eight, then five, four. Oh, five. If you can, if people, I mean, five, four is not an easy. It's, it's not as easy as other I ones. I love but rocking out to five, four. But if you can nail five, four, I mean, it just it 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 physically moves you. Five, four physically yeah, moves it's you. It's got a fucking. Uh, uh, to uh, it. Yeah. Your shoulders pop up. But your then you chest get into moves like forward. crazy ones, right? You get into like fifteen, eight, and fucking yeah. all kinds of different time signatures that are uh, masturbatory. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like jazz. It's all jazz. Oh, man, don't get me started yeah. on that. <laughs> like, I love it, but also I was like, what the it's hell like, is going on? It's one cage into another clanking on these. Bars paint empty space in between them. Graffiti walls to claim our space in. Fight turf wars in prison playgrounds. I see a free world beyond the horizon. Don't be mad by the one we left. They'll hold on to every lie then. The only true way out is death. Is I mean that's five four. I mean, but it, it moves you like but it's as got much a as rock it, to it. I as much as it's not time. like a yeah. consistent boom 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 boom, like like I said, it just it physically moves you like it it jolts you. Yeah, it jolts you and lets you cool down with the with the with the rest of the beats. Jolt and cool down. Jolt and cool down. Like you can't not get into that. Like there's I feel like there's a lot of time signatures that naturally approach the human physical being. And it's it's interesting because like. It's like a lot of people count one, two, three, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, or whatever. But like for when I was rapping that just now, I was doing this. Yeah. I was going one, two, one, two. I was rocking back and forth. So like, yeah, music is beautiful like that, man. It's 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 pretty incredible how how. <laughs> well, I mean, because it's, it's so physical. I had a I had a magician on here, a professional magician, is a very good friend of mine named Tony Clark, and he talked about passion. He described passion in my favorite way. He said, "Passion is a physical thing." 
He's like, everything you're passionate about is a physical feeling. No matter what it is, there's a physicality oh, I, I to it. I heard that. Yeah, yeah. And that I've literally – I haven't stopped thinking about that since he said it. And right there, like the whole time signature thing, like that is so it is so important to think of, especially in music because it's like what is the physicality of not only the song but the time signature? How is someone moving to this? Mm-hmm. And Alec Finn, another guest that I had, a really great producer, talked about – I asked him like, you know, what do you – what are the steps that you – take when it comes to like you know what do you how do you work with an artist what do you ask them like what is what do you work on to make the song great he's like I always ask them how do you want someone to move to the song yeah and I'm like time signature has so much to do with that the physicality the passion behind it like what is your body doing before your brain comprehends what's going on like that right there that's just that's just like a a secret world that we just have spend so much time trying to tap into mm-hmm. fucking pimp I mean what better way to do it than hip-hop and rap that's fucking beat, beat, beat. <laughs> I heard your beads on that one. The, oh, yeah. The beads shaking they on that one. They shook, man. These beads were white <coughs> when I bought them, but the oils from this one turned them this color. The oils? Yeah, the oils in this in these beads turned these beads kind of like beige-ish off-white. It looks cool. Yeah, they look great. <laughs> these These have a smell, and they've always had a smell. It's amazing. I'm glad you enjoy the smell. <laughs> it would suck if you didn't like them. Oh no, man! I've I've meditated on these uh, for probably thousands of times. Ooh, wonderful. Yeah, and I haven't meditated in a long time. I don't do it a lot anymore, but I still wear the beads. The beads look good. It's a good I, look. I like I, it. I like the beads. I dig it. It's better than a big gold chain, I think. This is my chain. It looks better. Yeah. I think it matches you more. <laughs> anyway, well, any uh, any final words, any advice for anybody out there trying to get in the hip-hop world, whether they're producing or rapping? I mean, what what are like three things you would say are a must? Um, don't be a pussy. Thank God. You know, don't lie. Don't lie. Don't be a pussy. Don't. I, and when I say don't lie, I mean be where you're going to say you're going to be. Do what you do what you say you're gonna do. If you say you're a musician, make music every single day, because motherfuckers who don't, I mean, like y'all, y'all motherfuckers ain't musicians. <laughs> like, I mean, I, look, I look, not every single day if you can't, obviously, but every time you can, you do. It's what you choose. Yes, it's what you choose. Over, over. If you're gonna smoke a blunt, smoke a blunt. Make music. If you're gonna get wasted, get wasted. Make music. If you're gonna fucking, you know, get have bitches over, have bitches over. Make music. Kick them to the side. Who cares? Make music. Make music naked. Make music naked. With Fuck it. Try not to get like juices and shit on your equipment, or like. I had one dude get hella sweaty on my headphones, and Ooh. I love him. I oh, love the dude. God, I hate that shit. I love shit. the dude, I hate but that shit. I but like to this day, I still need to buy new headphones. <laughs> no, I, I've had guys uh, get sweaty on my guitars, and like the acoustic ones, like it'll get like a, a little section will be start start to get sticky and crusty, Ooh. and I gotta like wipe those fuckers down. Oh, and don't let motherfuckers use your gear if you determine they don't know what the fuck they're doing. That's a very good piece of advice. This is more than three, but I like this. I mean, Sorry. You have to stop. No, no, don't stop. Because everything you said, I, I'm on board with. I am so on board like, with. 
you've got shit that you've invested your time and your money into and your life into and some motherfucker's gonna come touch it with their grimy fucking fingers and not the good kind of grimy I don't let anybody touch my fucking violin at all but if I did they would have to wash their hands first oh absolutely my drum machine if they know their way around a studio and I can tell they're not assholes they can use it (laughs) you know that's it I guess that's it I I think those were all fucking great I love those I'm so on board with those yeah any final words Uh, no no I like that you said everything you need to say well dude thanks for coming on this has been the studio corner with Mitch Mosaic god damn it hitting the the fucking microphone the fucking microphone it's all good I hate when I do that during a good take (laughs) I'm just like bump oh fuck that's true huh but then you know you, you can hear it in the recording and you're like Oh, fuck it, I'll keep it. I don't care. It's like, ah. I'll just cut out more low end. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this has been spectacular, man. Thank you. Thanks for coming on. Nice handshake. Oh, thank you for having me. Thanks for all the whiskey. Oh, of course. Rock and roll. Thank you for the whiskey. Peace out. Peace.